Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. BWI Friday, one of the best days of the week because it's the weekend. And because we get more recruiting information here on the show, something I want to do more and more of as the summer goes on, get more recruiting information here on the BWI Daily Edition. But as we've been doing for most of this offseason and last year as well, Fridays are for Ryan Snyder. Ryan, you have any best bets? We haven't done a best bet in a while. Were you betting on the match yesterday? No, I'm buying a house right now, dude. Gambling (laughs) has been drastically reduced for the time being. Let me figure out uh, where I'm going to live here in a couple of months, and then maybe we'll we'll do a little more of that uh, down the road. But yeah, no, no, no gambling right now. Um, trying to trying to be a responsible father for the time being, <laughs> so that your uh, your kids are not coming from your bedroom during the BWI Daily Edition at some point, where all of you are piled into into one room while you're waiting looking for a house in Harrisburg. <laughs> yeah, definitely not trying to live at my parents' house for a month or two. Let's let's get that figured out. So we'll. We'll pick it back up uh, maybe when football season comes around. I did tell Greg I wanted to do, and we can do this obviously with you too, but like uh, there's like season win totals, you know, have come yeah. out from all the sports books. So uh, maybe when things die down a little bit, we'll we'll do something, you know, when there's no recruiting to talk about, which is not going to be the case for like seven weeks because recruiting <laughs> is about to just blast off here. So anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, it's, it's June, so things are about to pop off. Not that they're ever done. I mean, you had a lot of important information over the last month of May. Uh, spring football had a bunch of people come through campus, which you chronicled over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com uh, throughout the, the spring season. But June, with official visits, camps... This is where things start to really pick up. So you're going to want to make sure you subscribe here to the Blue White Illustrated YouTube channel so you don't miss the BWI Daily Edition. Or if you like the podcast so you can be listening on a run or at the gym or while you're driving, you get all the information there as well. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. $1 for 12 months of access so you can get through the entire Penn State football season. The entire college football playoff, which, you know, you never know what's going to happen there with uh, Penn State's chances in the fall. And then, of course, draft season, uh, bowl season, everything else for $1. Go on and on and on and on. National Signing Day, both of the National Signing Days, all just $1 if you sign up right now. That's your future. And I I can be confident of that. I'm a fortune teller here, Ryan. (laughs) You're getting good at these promo reads, (laughs) T-Frank. I just, at a certain point, so so this this is what it's like to be good at football, I imagine, where you've got the basics down. You know the information, and then you can get creative. I always tried to skip the step of getting the basics down and just being creative right away. That's where you start to be terrible at things. Uh, So we mentioned camps. The whiteout is this weekend. And Mm -hmm. I want to start here at a a pretty basic level so that everyone's on the same page. Because I absolutely know what we're talking about here with the whiteout camp. But this is for everybody else. You know what I mean. Uh, What is the whiteout camp, uh, which is coming up this weekend? 
Yeah, well, we'll, we'll start even before that and say there, Penn State's going to host about seven, eight camps this year uh, in total on, on on campus, of course. And this is this is supposed to be the premier camp. This is supposed to be the one where you get as many top talented players uh, as you can uh, all on campus the same day to work out with the staff. And really, it's it's going to be a host of 2023 guys all the way down to 2025. I even have a 2026 kid who I guess is, what, eighth grade going into freshman year confirmed, which is, I don't know, that's wild just to think about. But but yeah, I mean, this is this is the camp that uh, Penn State's been trying to get the, the best talent available to attend. Now, of course, uh, there's going to be a ton of talented guys who come over the next six, seven camps uh, after this, just because they're they're not able to make this weekend work. But the the goal here is to get a handful of committed guys, a handful of top 2023 targets, and then you know some 2024, 2025 young guys uh, all on campus together, all competing against each other, and and to give give Penn State's coaching staff a chance to work with them. And I imagine uh, this is, I think it's brilliant, by the way, you know, the idea of not only to get in a chance to evaluate these players one more time to see them up close, but also to give the players a chance to be like, you know what, if we all played together, we'd be pretty good. You can see who you're going mm-hmm. up against. You can see how it is to play with those guys. So, you know, it's, it's a pretty smart thing to do to get all your best players and just get them to play together. I, you know, when it, yeah. whether it's a, a visits or, or, or these situations, it seems like it's very smart to get the best players together wearing your colors, getting them very used to that idea. Yeah, this started, Florida kind of started this under Urban Meyer. Uh, Friday Night Lights was always kind of the, the camp name. Uh, I believe it. I mean, at least Friday Night Lights under Urban was kind of like the first one that I really remember that really kind of blew up. You know, everybody would talk about a ton of recruits, you know, from all over the country would want to attend. Uh, and now every school does this. So, you know, this this list is, won't be anything like some of those old camps where, you know, they. I mean, Florida, Urban Meyer was getting some crazy talented camps together. Uh, we were talking about, you know, 20, 30, top 250 kind of prospects. I mean, there's nothing like that uh, anymore. But that's, again, because it's so watered down, you know, all, all types of schools across the country are trying to do the same thing this weekend. But but it's still, I mean, a very good list. There's a lot of talented guys here. You know, there's a couple committed guys, a couple younger guys who I think will get scholarships down the road, mm-hmm. and then some quality 2023 prospects who have kind of, you know, they got those West Virginia, Pitt, Maryland offers, but they quite, you know, haven't quite gotten the Penn State offer yet. Uh, it's 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 a lot of that with this list. So um, should we just go through it? I yeah, let's go. yeah. <laughs> uh, got, transition yeah, you got it. You got the list over at bluewhiteillustrated.com for the full thing for all the things that you need mm-hmm. to know. But give us a couple names that that stand out to you and the the ones you think might be uh, priorities in the mm-hmm. list of priorities. Knowing this weekend they all are. Yeah, I mean, well, well, sorry. I mean, there's committed guys too. You know, I, I expect Cooper Cousins to come up, which is great. Lamont Payne should be there. Uh, Anthony Donko should be there. Uh, Joey Joey Schlafler was is kind of fifty fifty at the moment as we're taping this, but uh, you know he might be up this weekend. He's coming off a you know a, an injury, so I think he's just trying to take it easy, but also you know wants to get back into the groove. Uh, I'll mainly run through the 2023 list, and I'll, I'll leave some of the younger guys, the talented guys, um, you know, behind the paywall. But there are some quality 2023 guys that I think fans should keep an eye on. And a handful of them are, are solid offensive line recruits, so that, that'll that be interesting to me. Uh, Taj Boyd out of Oscar Smith in Chesapeake, Virginia, is a player to keep an eye on. We have him at 6'5", 315. He has a Maryland offer, a Pitt offer, a Virginia offer. So like I said, you know, one of those players who – Certainly is going to play at the Power Five level, but hasn't quite gotten to a you know a Penn State, Michigan, Notre Dame kind of level offer sheet yet. Uh, of course, I think uh, fans who follow recruiting should know that Penn State uh, technically extended a, a verbal scholarship offer to Jordan Hall out of Columbus, Ohio last week. Jordan, uh, I mean, look, I mean, 
yes, Penn State technically extended an offer to him, but like this, this camp will determine, you know, how hard Penn State really pursues him down the road. Uh, and right now, Penn State's the only Power Five program to extend a, a, an offer to Jordan. He has a handful of quality MAC offers. Again, six eight, three forty. So there's a lot of size there. And I'm, you know, I'm sure Trot One's, you know, trying to get a trying to get a feel for, you know, what what he brings at that size. And then Onwar O'Neal is another player that I think uh, if you follow recruiting should be a familiar name. He's visited Penn State, I believe, twice. I think his last one was in January. Uh, we have him at 6'3 and a half, 250. So it's a little bit smaller, more of a guard there. So, you know, obviously with Penn State having multiple interior guys uh, committed, I'll be I'll be curious to see how he works out. But he's a, he's a good player. Pitt, Maryland, Wake Forest, uh, West Virginia have all offered. Um, so, you know, three quality offensive line recruits there. Uh, I'll, I'll add just a couple more here. Yazid Haynes is a, is a player out of North Penn, 6'1", 160, kind of wide receiver. He was committed to Rutgers originally. Uh, he does have an offense – or and does – excuse me, does have an official visit uh, set to Minnesota, Boston College, Maryland, Ole Miss, and West Virginia are a few schools. Um, you know, obviously with Penn State losing out on Rodney Gallagher, there's there's kind of an emphasis on wide receiver, whether Haynes gets an offer or not, we'll, we'll kind of see. Uh, and then LeVon Johnson's another guy I think it's interesting to note. He was originally a 2022 prospect from Allentown Central Catholic. Uh, he, he reclassified that to 2023. Uh, when he was 2022, like a year ago, he was getting like Baylor and Indiana, Maryland, Michigan. You know, a lot of those schools fall off then, and he didn't end up committing anywhere. So he's reclassifying to 2023, going to Cheshire Academy. And since he's announced that, uh, Maryland and Temple have both offered. So Penn State will get an eye on him. Uh, we'll see um, just, you know, where, where it leads then. But, you know, I see a bunch out of these guys. I see guys, like I said, who are just kind of, you know, very Penn State's very interested in, but for one reason or another, you know they they need to get another look. Uh, they need to impress, and and this is going to be their opportunity to try and do that if they want to end up at a school like Penn State. I just want to go back to something uh, quickly. Did you say Jordan Hall out of uh, Columbus is six eight? Yes, I mean if that's the, we don't. He hasn't really been here yet. I mean, check right. with me on Monday. It'll be six five. But but you know what I mean. But like, he's he's, he's tall, tall, right? So like he's a big offensive really? lineman. So I I, I mean, just find that interesting too. 342. So like yeah. clearly he's a big body. I, I I'll be very curious to see, you know, what he actually um, measures at. I should get that information early next yeah. week. So I the, the the only reason I I bring that up is cuz when you look at uh, Zach Owens, you look at Malik McNeil, Jordan Hall, like Penn State and, and Phil Troutwine clearly are going for elite talent. The guys that are at the top of the class with Caden Proctors and and the Samson Okunlola's, Javen Williams, all those guys. But then it just seems like massive offensive right tackle, right. like a six eight, six seven, six six, three hundred and forty pounds. Joshua Miller, I think, falls into that category, even though he's a bit of both of a guy that I, I think we both agree is highly underrated, but has that natural massiveness about him. So, just mm-hmm. trying to build a profile in my mind of kind of how Phil Troutwine looks at things, I, I just find that interesting. And with that in mind, um, so the twenty twenty three class is this also to get testing numbers and and things like that because for, oh, yeah. for the most part it seems like are there still is there still work to be done there with this class which is already halfway full for penn state oh there's a ton of work i mean are you saying like a ton of work at like a specific i mean pretty much every position but tight end and quarterback still has work to do so I guess yeah i mean there's my, a lot my, my meaning it, is with a lot of these guys, maybe they've done work on them from previous seasons, but is it is it about getting times on guys they're unsure about, getting measurements on oh, guys yeah. they're unsure about, or about everybody and, and still accumulating that data with even guys that they have that are committed or that they are high targets for them? You can never have enough data. 
period. I mean, <laughs> honestly, right. I mean, you can never have enough of it. So whether you're committed or not, whether you're a surefire take, whether you're a borderline guy or a 2025 guy who doesn't, you know, have any offers yet, uh, you know, data is crucial. And especially like some of those young guys too, Penn State would love to get data this year, data next year, and then yep. data the year after that to see how they're progressing as players because that really helps paint the, they paint the picture as well as, you know, what their long-term potential could could be. So, yeah, yeah then that, 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 that remains massive. And that's why they have seven on-campus camps um, to, to just try to get as many players on, on campus as possible because even then, like even if it's not scholarship guys, they they. Oh, I knocked my mic over. Sorry. <laughs> Look, getting excited podcast about this. I love it. I want <laughs> podcast super real. But like for walk ons, right? Um, yeah. You know, there, a lot of the walk ons they took camps with them previously. You know, puts put some numbers up that no one. You know, I'm not gonna say no one saw coming, but impressed the staff obviously. And that's that's how you get to this position then. Um, you know, of the, being a preferred walk on at a school like Penn State. So, I, I mean, dude, but. When these camps are all over, there's like five elite prospect camps, the whiteout camp, two, two seven on sevens, not including the seven on sevens. I mean, I would think that it'll probably be like fifteen hundred or so players that'll come through here. Um, so that's that's a lot of information. Now, probably yeah. half of those guys, you know, they're they're going to play Division two ball at best. Yeah, uh, probably most of them actually will never play college football, for being honest. Um, but, you know, they'll they'll get quality information on three, four hundred or so prospects, maybe a bit more. So. Are there and then the last question I think on, on the whiteout camp and, and the one that is probably on the top of mind of fans is does this event produce commitments? Do, do you typically get one or two guys to say, all right, I'm in after uh, a camp like the whiteout camp? You know, I'd have to look it up over the years. I can't. I, I mean, so we obviously last year it really didn't get any because it was like right off the bat and yeah. everyone wanted to take visits. And then the one before that was like three years ago. Right. So like off the top of my head, I don't really remember. Uh, but I would say no for the most part, because offers usually go out here and they circle back and try and host them for an official visit. Um, I wouldn't look at this weekend as a commitment weekend. I, I look, you know, again, more so the second half of June, uh, maybe next weekend with June 10th, there'll be a handful of quality guys, but really the second half of June and then into July, that's when, um, that's when the, the uh, dominoes will start falling. So you'd say more look for new offers coming out of the whiteout camp. If somebody Correct. impressed the staff. Oh yeah, for sure. And, okay. I mean, especially in Sunday too. I mean, there's another elite prospect camp on Sunday. I don't have a, a list together for that yet. I'll, I'll kind of get that together here. Um, you know, a day or two out, but uh, that, that, yeah, I would I would be surprised if at least a handful of offers don't go out uh, between Saturday and Monday, something like that. Uh, so it's not just, as you mentioned, it's not just the Whiteout Camp. It's not just the seven that are on campus. There are also satellite uh, camps. And, and mm -hmm. full, you know, full disclosure, we talked about recording this a little bit early. We're recording this on Thursday, and Penn State staff currently is out at uh, in Michigan, correct, at one of these satellite right. camps. So tell us a little bit about the diff maybe the differences between an on campus and a satellite camp and and the importance of these uh, compared to what you host if you're the staff yeah i mean it's really the same thing right it's it's going out watching players at a different campus you know the, the, what we've seen now is they're they're called like mega camps right where I don't know, 20 some coaches will be there or at least 20 some schools will be represented by a handful of different coaches. Uh, right now, Penn State only has one satellite camp on their schedule. Now that can change. For example, last year they went to the same one, which is uh, the, the Michigan College Showcase, which is at uh, Ferris State. And anyone who's been following recruiting for a while, you may recognize the the group in Detroit. It's called Sound Mind, Sound Body. They're like a, 
I wouldn't call them a seven on seven team, but they're like a training group who's really, I mean, a ton of top players that come out of Detroit have worked with these guys over the years. Well, gotcha. they used to host their own private camp for the longest time. And, and, you know, for years, coaches went to that camp. Well, the NCAA changed this, I don't know, a handful of years ago and, and basically said that coaches can't go to any camp that's not on a college campus. And now basically what this has become is the sound mind, sound body camp that we used to see merge with Ferris State University, which is in Grand Rapids. And that's this is that same camp, really. So really, this camp will have a ton of top players in Detroit. Uh, Amari Snowden's there. Amir Herring's there. Both of those guys have offers from Penn State. Amari, you know, out of all the players at this camp, Amari remains kind of the staff's focus. You know, I put something on the message board this week that he does supposedly have a, a midweek official visit scheduled. I'll keep the, the info behind the scenes, but there's Penn State's working to get him on campus. Uh, it's hard because of his baseball schedule in June, but I think there's a good chance he's going to make it up here for an OV. Uh, a couple other guys. Nick Marsh is just an uber-talented 2024 wide receiver that I think just about every school in the country is going to want. Uh, Penn State's out there watching him today. He's a top 150 player in the on-three consensus. You know, Michigan, Michigan State. I, I could I could list offers all day on that guy. He's incredible. C.J. Carr, Lloyd Carr's grandson's a top quarterback prospect. That'll be there. Jacob Oden, really good uh, defensive back prospect. That'll be out there. And there's a lot of younger guys, too. Bryce Underwood, you know, he's a really talented freshman um, out of uh, Belleville, um, Jamari Budden's old school, who just took Belleville to a state championship last year. That's really impressive because um, Belleville plays some good good teams. Uh, he'll be out there. You know, a lot of other guys too. Martellus Carter, Cassius Shivers, Shivers, excuse me, uh, Desmond Stratton, I believe is what it is. Um, just just some young guys that, that I know Penn State's going to be taking a close look at. But but yeah, these these camps right now. This is going to be Penn State's only satellite camp, but. You know, in two weeks from now, Penn State gets a list from some uber talented satellite camp in Florida, and there's four guys that Jaywan Slater really wants to look at. He's taking a plane down there, so yeah, we'll we'll see how it plays out. And if you want to just rewind two or three times and 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 get those names again from Ryan here on the show, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast, because I don't like I I don't I know I said this before I don't know how you keep all of the names straight, and you're a very brave man going through all right of now. these names. I don't. I'm reading something. Don't break the don't break the spell. You you totally have all these names in your head. You're rattling them off okay. from memory. You're a rolodex of information. <laughs> I won't be at that. That's definitely not the case. I can't. Uh, I have two kids now, dude. I can't remember anything anymore. I feel like I need that uh, Prevagen or whatever. I see a commercial for it all the time. Like helps your memory. I'm gonna probably start being a spokesman for that because I need something. But. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Anyway, what's the next topic? Uh, well, yeah, it, the, the, the camps and, and the official visits are all very important this month. So let's switch over to official visits. Um, mm-hmm. And you've done an awesome chronicling of the most important or the most critical official visits coming up this month uh, from the first to the last chronologically through the month with Jason Moore coming up this weekend. So... Mm-hmm. I believe you called him one of the most important prospects in this class to James Franklin. Um, yeah. Take me through why and then, uh, you know, kind of reset the weekend uh, for Jason Moore coming up. Yeah, well, I mean, so let's start with the fact that he's at the Matha, right? And this is mm-hmm. one school that has been, I don't want to say a true pipeline like McDonough has been. Although, of course, Mason Robinson just goes to Northwestern. But, you know, this this is a school that Penn State consistently gets top talent out of. And Jason Moore is one of the most talented guys to come out of that school in a long time. So that's mm-hmm. incredibly important to keep that running. Uh, two, if you want to have a top 10 class this year, you need to get more five-star players. Jason Moore right now is not a five-star player, but he's on the bubble enough where he could potentially become one of those guys, right? Yeah. So to me, that that's another thing. Because when I look at the top 50 players in the country right now and those guys who, you know, again, they, top 50 isn't really a five-star, but they're only 20 spots out. They, that, that's, right. they could still jump up there. Uh, you know, Jason's one of the few guys that I think Penn State can realistically get. So uh, there's just a lot of reasons, though. He's a quality defensive tackle. He fits the program great. You know, he's visited Penn State more than any other school. Uh, but at the same time, man, they, they, they have serious competition. Uh, Notre Dame is is considered the favorite right now. And, you know, for the longest time, I thought, well, yeah, okay. You know, we can we can call Notre Dame the favorite. But Jason Jason's not really truly there yet. I, in my opinion, I just thought they needed to play out more. And, and these official visits will have a big impact on that. But, you know, compared to six, seven, eight weeks ago where I thought, man, eh, let's see how things play out. Now I do de- genuinely believe that, that Notre Dame is the favorite there. So – uh, visits will be massively important. Notre Dame has one. Ohio State has a visit, and so does Michigan. And I, I would expect that by July, there's a real chance we'll we'll know where he's going. So Penn State getting him first, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. You know, they they can set a high bar, but you know where his head is at three weeks from now after seeing three other schools. Yeah, usually doesn't isn't always bode well. Do so. you, do you read into because I know there can be a bunch of different factors, but do you read into where somebody stacks their visits? And we had this conversation. This is this is why I asked this. We had this conversation um, about Rodney Gallagher and where everybody was on his list, and then suddenly he had no official visits and he committed to West Virginia. So I know that it, it can all turn out to head in a in a moment. But when you're looking for clues, is that one that you kind of put a pin and you put it in the pros or cons category. Yes. Yes. And I mean, everybody's different though. You know, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to say to people, yeah, you should read into who's last and who's first because sometimes it's just dad's got to work on Saturday. Mom's got a family yeah. reunion, right? Like it's just, everyone's different there. It's very gray. There's no, you know, I, even if I found a trend that said 20% of the guys, you know, if you follow the last visit, that's where they go. I would maybe tell you that, but just, I talked to so many guys that, you know, hey, they're playing baseball, you know, and, and they can't go this weekend, so they got to go another weekend. There's just there's so many things. So I would not put a ton of stock into it, but I would say that having that last visit, you know, certainly gives you a chance to, you know, shoot down X school and shoot down Y school and shoot yeah. down Z school. And, you know, everybody says they don't negatively recruit, but, you know, and it depends on how you look at negative recruiting, right? I mean, you don't right. got to be disrespectful to a school, but you can just point out why you're better in this area and that area and so forth, right? So, you know, getting that last OV, especially if a player is ready to commit in July, um, it certainly 
I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, put it that way. Now, uh, you and Greg talked about Jason Moore on uh, the BWI Daily Edition recruiting show on Tuesday, and you said, uh, you hinted at this, that there may be more guys this weekend on the official visit list. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because I I read that as, you never know, sometimes things materialize. Did anything materialize this week? And are there guys that you want to add to, that you want to tell people here on the YouTube channel? Just Damian, just Damian Robinson at the moment, which gotcha. I said the other day. Uh, I have not. I mean, it, there's always a chance. We're for filming this Thursday afternoon. There's absolutely a chance uh, that somebody could could pop up in the next 24 hours. That that happens, honestly. Kind of. I mean, that will happen at some point in the next four weeks. I I have no doubt about that. But as of right now, it's just Damian Robinson, who I think you know. I, I Penn State probably scheduling Damian Robinson the weekend. Jason Moore's coming. You know both uh, Maryland guys. Yep. Uh, you know Damon Robinson, of course, has been in college, but he's not that much older than Jason. Uh, I think there's definitely a little bit of strategy, maybe, to that. You know, they can they can kind of chip away all at Jason, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just him right now, and and you know we'll see if something changes here in the final 24 hours. Uh, so again, if you want to make sure you're up to date with the information, bluewhiteillustrated.com. That's where Ryan has all that stuff. And again, if you want to get if you want to get the full effect of being a BWI uh, premium member. The Lion's Den message board, that's where you go to get all your context. Like, for example, I wrote uh, a story earlier this week about Will Levis and scouting him at at, uh, at Kentucky to see if Penn State made a mistake. And then I write all these things down, and then there's still 600 to 800 words that you just don't fit in the article. And if you want to have questions, a conversation, if you want to yell at me about those things, all that stuff's already happened on both the articles I wrote, but you can get some context of what I what I think, or things that maybe I don't feel confident about putting in the article, but I feel more confident telling you. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com premium message form, Ryan gives you similar things, information for just those members and behind uh, the paywall in the Lion's Den message form, so it is absolutely worth your time to check it out. Um, and I want to transition into a topic that I think is probably on the forefront of a lot of fans' minds over the last couple of weeks. Because for the class of 2023, things looked like early on, especially with the success of the offensive line, that Penn State was trending towards another top five class with a couple five-star offensive linemen. They're in great position with some very talented defenders. Um, and then over the last couple of weeks, missed out on Rodney Gallagher, as we talked about. Mason Robinson, a... a guy that you and I both talked to and thought was a lock for Penn State, chooses Northwestern. Nick Harbour, top prospect in the region, top prospect nationally. He has not chosen Penn State among his final schools. Same thing with Desmond Umazulu. So the question then becomes, how should you feel about this class if you're a Penn State fan? Should you start to feel nervous about where this class could finish? Um, so look, Rodney Gallagher is certainly a miss. And I, I'll say Mason Robinson, too. Um, Rodney was definitely a little higher on the, on the staff's board, but Mason was absolutely a take for them. And, you know, they were fighting for him, uh, to the, till the very end. So, uh, with Nick Harbour and Umazulu, no, I mean, look, Umazulu is a very talented player that they want. Uh, but I mean, he's always just been kind of quiet, you know, like not, not an easy player to read. And that's for every school recruiting him. That's not just from Penn State's perspective. So, yeah, I mean, obviously they'd like to get him, but like it's not, it doesn't surprise me, right? That they're not part of his top five. And then Nick Harbour, I've talked for the longest time about, uh, you know, his track and, and why he needs to go south and why he needs to, to make sure he's still sprinting because I, I think that young man has a potential to be an Olympic someday. So I would say that if you look back over every class, man, 
every single Penn State class has a month or two where it doesn't look as perfect as it did the month or two prior to that, right? I mean, there's always there's always going to be a time where you miss out on a couple, you know, top five guys, um, you know, or you miss out on top five lists, excuse me, for for guys that you thought would be there. But you know, when I when I still look at this class, my, my I always thought it'd be tough for this class to finish in the top ten because of the limited amount of five-star guys that they're in the mix with, right? I mean, Penn State finished top 10 last year, landed three five-star players. Right now, you know, Birch Meyer's kind of on the fringes of that uh, in our own three consensus rankings. He is, uh, you know, he's actually just outside of it now after gaining five-star previously. It's going to, he's going to be on the bubble for for a little while there. Right. But I do think there's a real chance that Birch Meyer finishes as a consensus five-star guy. And while Javen Williams is a five-star for on three, our rankings go off of the consensus, right? right. And he's not a he's not a five star in that. So, you know, I mean, Penn State would have to land at least one more five star player, and right now, I just don't see where that's coming. And mm-hmm. and because of that, uh, I think it's gonna be very difficult to finish top ten. Now, with that said, I still think twelve to fifteen is realistic, and that's kind of what we've seen from Penn State for so many years, right? Twelve, yep. fifteen right outside that elite area, but still putting together, you know, what I would consider B plus a minus kind of classes. And I still think this class is on pace for that. You know, you can point to a position or two and think, Oh, they're losing out here, but this is Penn state. Like they always, they always get it figured out. They'll poach somebody from somewhere else. They always do. Right. So, you know, you can look at it right now and, and, you know, have concerns about a position or two. And then I'll say, talk to me in October when, you know, player X from Maryland, who's I shouldn't use schools as an example, that's rude, but <laughs> player X from whatever school, right. you know, who's kind of blowing up right now. Uh, yeah, he's committed to, uh, you know, a lower power five school. He comes up, visits Penn State, gets an offer. Boom. He, he commits in two weeks. Yeah. So it, I just from doing this long enough. I have no doubts that they'll always figure it out. They always do. It's still Penn State. Uh, the one thing they got to get figured out, though, is NIL, because yeah. that's, in my opinion, why they lost Rodney Gallagher doesn't really have a whole lot to do with Mason Robinson. Mason Robinson, just, you know, Northwestern academics played a bigger uh, part in that than I expected. Yeah. Uh, but they will lose more Rodney Gallagher's because of NIL and they will, and it will be this summer too. So yeah. that, that situation has to get sorted out. And the only way that gets sorted out is all of you who are watching this donate to, to the different collectives out there yeah. and, and let it go. Where and, it goes. and if you're, if you're watching this show and we're 28 minutes into the show, you're probably of the uh, demographic that wants yeah. this to be successful for Penn State. Yeah, so, definitely. you know, not that we're here making a stump speech for Penn State, but it is in your best interest, who are, you're our friends, our fans, that that is, that is critical. That is critical. And if you want to get a uh, little bit more of an update, you know, on the NIL situation, Nate Bauer and I talked on that briefly, you know, for part of the mailbag show on Thursday. So check that out as well if you're just picking up this one because you're a recruiting guy and you want to know the recruiting information from Ryan. We'll give you some context with NIL and Nate, who's got his finger on the pulse of that particular area. So I do want to dig into one particular uh, position because it's interesting. And you gave me your answer here just a minute ago about Penn State is Penn State, so they'll be able to find a guy. Um, But that defensive end position I thought was very interesting because it was deep. And there's a lot of talent, at least from a physical standpoint, guys that have wow sort of stuff about them in the region. Mm -hmm. Some of those guys have chosen to go elsewhere. Can Penn State still get a guy that has that sort of wow physical talent, even if he isn't in the top of that list and and that position in particular? And then I want to talk about defensive tackle, so the defensive line as a whole. 
is there is there any concern there for you that they might not get one of those guys that in such a deep rich year they might not get what they want or what they were looking at to begin with yeah, I would say a lot of attention comes to Tamari and Parker now. Uh, T.J. Parker is kind of his nickname. We have him as Tamari and Parker in our database uh, out of out of Alabama. He's a top 100 prospect. Uh, yeah, he's taking an official visit up here in a couple of weeks. I mean, really, I mean, he is he's kind of one of the last truly elite guys that are definitely coming up to Penn State. Definitely showing a lot of interest in Penn State. Uh, we know he has an official visit set to Michigan State and Penn State, and we'll see kind of where the cards fall after that. He hasn't opened up too, too much about whether he wants to commit uh, this summer or after. He's just kind of said mixed things, so we'll, we'll see where it plays. But, um, you know, it does kind of sound like Georgia, who was really invested in him for a while now, has kind of shifted their focus elsewhere. You know, why that is, I'm not exactly sure. You know, a few other schools, too. But also those powerhouses, man, they can just get anybody they want. So that's that's a, usually a big reason why they just they could be, fill up at the positions. They could be picky for scheme, too. Like, it might not yeah. even be like that. He just doesn't perfectly fit what they're looking for. They have the luxury right. of doing that. Right, exactly. So, uh, Tomarians, I, I, I think, uh, certainly a player that um, has gone from like, a, oh, he's a Southern guy, let's see how things play out, to it's like, you know, I bet Penn State needs to make a damn good impression on this visit yeah. because if not, you know, that let's let's see where things play out. Because I mean, there's guys like like Dylan Dylan Gooden, for example, is a guy who actually came to Penn State's whiteout camp. He's rated a little higher, but like, or not rated as high as Parker, but you know, a, a good you know solid rating. But like, I just I don't I don't think Penn State's all that interested in him anymore. You yeah. know, there, there's I think one guy maybe is Calvin Smith out of out of Florida. I still kind of continue to hear things about, but. Uh, I just don't know if his interest is that high. I would say Jalen Thompson uh, out of Kaz Tech. He came for the blue-white game as a player that I think you know has real interest in Penn State, but I still give Michigan State an edge. And then also Ohio State just offered yesterday after he camped with them, right? So that's yeah. kind of uh, that you know that that could be a that could be an issue. But Jalen Thompson certainly, uh, Tamari and Parker certainly, those guys are pretty important. But you know, like I said earlier, man, they'll they'll figure it out. They always do. Uh, so they're still some talent there on the board but with uh it's interesting too and i know that this is kind of a a uh comes a little bit full circle and it, it, it's still up in the air but neo avery now in my mind plays back into right. this class i didn't where... even mention neo that was stupid of me i'm sorry i cut you off there but no yeah, no, no he's definitely but Go yeah I, I understand because i also you know i i was going through your your article and, and his name came up as an important visit and before with all these other names at defensive end i thought okay so if they lose this guy, it's okay because there are more options. Now the options have dwindled a little bit, and Neo is you got to consider him the whole time. Um, mm -hmm. But I want to I want to spin this forward towards the defensive tackle position and get back to Jason Moore because if you look at the defensive line as a whole, there are still, in my opinion, with uh, some of the Florida players, with Justin Benton, with uh, you know uh, Jason Moore, there's a lot of talent at that defensive tackle position that's interested in Penn State. So. If we're looking at the defensive line as a whole, could you see them leaning on those defensive tackles to try and still get some of those talent and, and some of those difference makers up front where maybe they would take more than they would in a normal year? Yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like there's definitely more talent at defensive tackle this year. The, the issue is, is really kind of more so it's, yeah, they, I mean, they need defensive tackles, but... Uh, you know, they, they have quite a few young guys, too, with, with you know, Izzard and Mulba and uh, Vandenberg. You know, like, I, I would think that it, some people could argue that they need more defensive ends and defensive tackles, as you put it that way. But when I look at the talent, 
uh, I, I definitely feel like defensive tackles kind of, you know, if there's, if you're taking five, right, like maybe three and two uh, lean towards tackle. Uh, but I mean, Will Norman's a guy who I think Penn State has uh, more, more of a chance with than I expected previously. Of course, he's at IMG, Camden. Like I continue to hear, like I, I always kind of, I've written him off a couple of times because I, I didn't, you know, he's at IMG, he's got other schools. But then every time I do that, so it's just like keep telling me that, that that's kind of silly. Like they, they feel pretty good about that situation. And he's very important to Penn State. He's more important to Penn State than I expected. Uh, David Hobbs, who out of Concord, North Carolina, another player that I think Penn State's gaining momentum with. I'd still lean towards North Carolina as the team to beat there. But uh, he did come up for a, for a quality visit. And, and of course, there's the Bettons of the world. There's the LeBlancs, the John Walkers. Um, you know, Jason Moore, of course. So, like, I, I do see a deeper talent pool there. Uh, but, again, I mean, these – talk to me in a month from now after these official visits and, and yeah. things could look a whole lot different. So. so, still, even after a couple of misses, a lot of optimism because here's the good thing. Uh, there's a lot of people in America. <laughs> and that means there's a lot of players in the class of 2023. But and- there's also not a lot of six foot five, you know, 280-pound <laughs> guys who can, you know, do a four-six shuttle yeah. and you know of four eight uh 40 because that's the one thing i apologize i cut you off there t frank but like that's one thing when i always ask about the most important positions right you and yep. i have talked about this before why is offensive tackle defensive tackle in coaches eyes so important it's because there's only so many people with that size yep. and there's even a small amount of people that can size and move so yep. just something to cut you off there sorry about that no it's all good uh you know it's just it's it's the balance between overreacting to a couple of things, but also keeping the pressure on to make sure that like, but you still have to land some of these guys and Penn state is in a good position. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, I think that'll do it today for the daily edition. Do you have anything else to end the week on anything you're thinking about? Anything we didn't mention? No, I mean, I would also just say Matthias Barnwell is going to be a defensive tackle too, right? So it's not like they don't have anybody there uh, already. They do have one, pretty much one defensive tackle, one defensive end committed. They need pretty much three more and they'll feel safe. But uh, no, man, just a a fun weekend coming up. Uh, I'll I'll be able to go to whiteout camp this year. We haven't gone to a whiteout camp in, I don't know, was it two, three years, something like that. So that'll be fun to to get back out there and film guys, get photos and – you know, watch everything up close. So really fun couple weeks coming up, a busy couple weeks. But, you know, if you if you subscribe to sites like this, like this is really why I would subscribe, right? Like if I was a <laughs> subscriber, yeah, the summer is, is, is one of the most fun times. And, of course, the season as well. But uh, June and July should be a lot of fun. Next seven weeks, um, you know, nonstop, there's going to be a lot of news coming. And, of course, once again, BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, $1. All of that. I was thinking – not to filibuster here at the end. I was thinking about this, and I've said this before on the show. This level of of entertainment, education, content, the thing that's your hobby, if this is your hobby, you do not get a better deal than a dollar for that much content and entertainment. And I think of it as entertainment because I'm on here making dumb jokes on, on the YouTube channel, but it's information. It's all those things. And it's $1 for a year. So subscribe right now. Blueweightillustrated.com. This is the BWI daily edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We will be back on Monday. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.